the FCS college football experience week eight reaction show on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog has just added pick them scorchers where you can win a hundred times the amount of money you enter. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in just one game. Plus every Sunday, they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Use the promo code SGPN at underdog fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by hall of fame bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the hall of fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. People plus the NBA is back. And so is the NBA gambling podcast. And to celebrate, we're giving away a NBA gambling podcast hoodie, head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Once again, that's sports gambling podcast.com slash NBA dog for all of the details. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey, this is Pac-Man Jones. You're listening to S G P N let it ride. Week eight reaction show. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. I'll put it like that. We got a lot to talk about because I kind of got my ass whooped, uh, you know, on on wagers. It happens from time to time, folks. You're probably wondering who the hell you're listening to, and that's fair. My name is Colby Swinging Danterbase Dan, aka Pick. Don D, that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're gonna pay for it. Good night. Oh, I mean. Here's the thing about this year is I feel like we're getting just some big time shockers left and right score fronts. Shout out to the chat. You can watch this once again, youtube.com slash the college experience, Ryan Hasty in the chat. He had a good FCS weekend. There we go. Hopefully we helped out some. I am joined by this guy here. They call him the golf coast guru and he's somewhere. When he's not on air, you know he's somewhere on a powerboat or some type of uh, some some. He's out in the middle of the Gulf. All right, he's on some type of thing, uh, cruising around with cocktails in his hands and and gals up in the 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 powerboat, the yacht, the pontoon boat, the the uh, the jet ski. What it doesn't matter what it is. It could be one of those fucking tubes that's followed behind the boat. You know what I mean? It's trailing behind the boat. You can be on one of those tubes with the margarita and three gals. Next thing you know, you're going to find yourself, 
you know, in the, in the Gulf of Mexico, hanging out with this guy, <laughs> give it up for Mike Rose, AKA the Gulf coast guru. How you doing brother? What's up brother, man. Yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Gulf coast guru. Wouldn't be too happy if I had those three girls around me. So <laughs> that's that, that didn't, it's that's a okay. persona. You know what I mean? It's a persona. You can't help yourself <laughs> right. when you're making, yeah, when you, doesn't. when you're throwing out these winners, Metaphorically, you're on the back of a fucking. You're on a. You're on a. a, a what is? What are those things called? A tube. You're on a tube. <laughs> In a tube. There you go. Yeah, and you got <laughs> you got fucking four gals. You got a cocktail in your hand, squeezing a lime, dropping it in the cocktail as you're hitting as as the boats are hitting 100 miles per hour on that beautiful Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> I don't know what the yes, fuck I'm definitely. talking about. No, I'm definitely, uh, definitely doing that. Definitely not just sitting at home <laughs> watching Netflix. You know, I'm, I'm out there doing those things. So that's awesome. You live hey. in the same state as Ric Flair. Own it. All right. Woo. Own it, brother. <laughs> so yeah, FCS definitely kinder to me than FBS was this weekend. So uh, I, we got a hell of a lot to talk about, man. I can't wait to get going. This was a crazy weekend. I'm just going to get to a couple of the. I think we just got to dive right in on some of these shocking and it's making this to be a very interesting postseason. But before I do that, I want to tell you folks that the FCS college football experience is brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog fantasy as a way to play along your, uh, alongside your favorite football team all season long. And underdog has just introduced scorchers where you can go five for five and pick up scorchers and enjoy a nice spicy hundred times payout. And for a limited time, Underdogs extended their first deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars, hundred thousand dollars Sundays. Uh, folks, they're giving away a hundred grand every Sunday. It's unbelievable. All right, ten lucky players will win ten k each. Get on over there. All right, when you sign up, sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to five hundred dollars. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by NBA, the NBA underdog contest. Yes. The NBA is back. And uh, to celebrate, we're giving away an under an, an, an NBA gambling podcast hoodie. So head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing uh, NBA underdog using our promo code SGPN and one random winner. will get a NBA gambling podcast. hoodie. just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash NBA dog. And remember as always folks to let it ride. All right. We are back on the FCS college football experience. So we're going to go game by game, but first uh, Hey, I want to hit with some news. How about this? Mary Mac and sacred heart have announced that they're leaving the NEC to join the Metro Atlantic athletic conference, the MAAC. Now here's the thing is the MAAC does not sponsor football and neither school has announced where they're going with football yet. So a bit shocked. I hope they're not thinking of uh, getting rid of football because I think both schools, uh, obviously they've had good success. Sacred heart was in the FCS playoffs not long ago. Mary Mac seems to be moving getting better and better each year. So it's a bit shocking. What do you, what do you make of that? I mean, you think that maybe they end up in the, one of these conferences, but it, 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 now all of a sudden the NEC, which has what now St. Francis, Duquesne, uh, central Connecticut say you don't have a lot of teams. So maybe, uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. They need to, they need to add some more teams. They need to go in there. 
and gets and gets some more teams. But uh, maybe th- look, there's there's schools out there in the D two. Go get them, go fucking get them. All right, stay as a conference. Don't panic. But uh, what do you make of this? Yeah, I mean, Sacred Heart could uh, they could they could go away for all I care after what they've done to me this season. <laughs> uh, but Merrimack, I mean, you got to think Merrimack's in a pretty good position to win that conference this year. So that's that's definitely going to hurt. That's a pretty big loss. Uh, I'm curious to see where they're going to wind up if if somewhere else. And what I'm really hoping is is we're not going to be looking at kind of what's happening in the FBS where you're going to start seeing these conferences shrivel to nothing and end up with you know, two or three left at the end of the day. So uh, let's, that's, that's my main concern. I don't want to see that to happen to FCS football. Cause I'm counting on them to carry the torch. Once uh, FBS goes fully corporate. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And uh, yeah, I mean, me too. Uh, it's just pretty shocking though, that they're going to join a conference that does not have football unless those other schools are going to come out of the woodworks and play some, play some football. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's just pretty shocking to me. And maybe the any they thought the NEC. I don't know. I, I I don't know the logic. I got to dive a little bit more into the story there. But uh, huh, I was a bit baffled by that news. But let's okay. Now that we got the news out of the way, let's get to this. Is this is what I mean? Is this is this is shaking up to be one of the more interesting FCS years of late for me at least because uh, pretty much every every team that I thought, with the exception of the wagon that is South Dakota state. Um, a lot of the teams that I thought were completely legit, like, okay, I'm just going to go through the big outcomes that shocked me. All right. First off, um, the biggest one to me out the gate was Holy cross losing to Lafayette, the leopards. I lost money on this game and I'll be honest. This was not a fluke Lafayette one. I watched this whole game. Lafayette, you know, their only loss is to Duke. Duke <laughs> is good. Duke should have beat Florida state had Riley Leonard not gotten injured. Uh, and even this final score is misleading. That was like 38, 28. Holy cross got like a, a garbage touchdown late. Mm-hmm. I did not foresee Holy cross going four and three this season. Uh, the seven games in, I also did not foresee Lafayette, the leopards going to Holy cross and putting it on them. Holy shit. We're looking at Lafayette potentially now as uh, the, the outright bid there. So now, I mean, they're going to need to trip up somewhere when you pull up the Patriot league records. Now Lafayette undefeated Holy cross and Georgetown in second place, both with a loss. Fordham has got a, one loss Colgate, one loss, one win itself. I mean, th- this is, that was a shocking, shocking outcome there. As uh, it, like I said, like dude, Matthew Saluka, my boy only threw for 85 yards. Now they did rush for four twenty nine, and they lost. How does that happen? Either way, that outcome was unbelievably shocking. What'd you make of that? Yeah. I mean, uh, preseason, I, I was fairly high on Lafayette I, as far as, you know, I think I had them going third in the conference. Uh, and, and I think we even talked about maybe with Fordham being a little you know, a lot of turnover. Maybe, maybe they could, you know, nip at their heels, but definitely did not see this coming. First out, shout out, shout out John Troxel. Hell of a hell of a job. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, like you said, this wasn't this wasn't a fluky win. Holy cross, they came back from they were the better team, big. man. They were the yeah. fucking better team, man. The, the, there's no way to not look, I love Holy Cross. One of my favorite football teams to watch. Their defense has not been as good this year. And mm-hmm. in general, they got their ass whooped on Saturday. They were not the better team. I think anyone that watched that game will tell you. So, 
Um, so so what, I, what I want, what I want is all the, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people associated with the Lafayette program that are listening to us right now. They need to look at what just happened in North Dakota and get on it next week and play Georgetown. You're on the road and you're yeah. coming off a big win. Huge Don't game for that shit. Huge <laughs> game. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, not, so hold on. I just want to, I'm going to hit with the biggest games first that I thought I was just like kind of taken back from now we go to Princeton, New Jersey, where Harvard took on Princeton and Blake Stenstrom and the Princeton Tigers win 21, 14 and we're up 14, nothing at halftime. This was not fluky either. They were the better football team against Harvard and Harvard looked like a fucking heavyweight all season long before that. Shout out to the Princeton Tigers. They limited Harvard's uh, passing attack to just 152 yards. Uh, Harvard couldn't get the rushing game going, only 68 yards on the ground. Meanwhile, Stenstrom throws for 244. They also rushed for 83, so they outrushed him, even though both rushing attacks weren't prolific in any in, in any realms. But unbelievable to now we have the Ivy's open, man. Now I mean I know they don't have the auto bid because they're they're ridiculous not to do the auto bid and go play in the FCS playoffs, but you now have Princeton two and one, Harvard two and one, fucking Dartmouth two and one, Penn two and one, and Cornell two and one. I mean, it's anyone's conference now. That was a shocking outcome. I thought Harvard was way better than every team in the conference based on this season. N- rivalry game, man. This is why. You, this is why you say throw out the record books. Rivalry game, huge win for the Princeton Tigers. I got the heart of lions, tigers, and bears. Once said Mike Tyson, and I can see why. Because Princeton, the Tigers, they have that big ass heart too. Uh, what'd you make of this one? Yeah, I mean, we were both on the points in this rivalry matchup, so you know, good on us for for catching that. But one of the things we talked about was uh, DePrima, the the quarterback for Harvard. Stunt. We were talking about how he didn't turn over the ball a lot. Well, this game three turnovers, three interceptions. So that hurts that, that that's going to hurt you. And uh, I mean, shout out to Princeton to finally uh, show up for a game here and, and get it done. So I'm very interested in this, this race and uh, feeling a little bit better about my pen pick to win the Ivy this year, I think. Well, I mean, I guess I can throw that into the mix because Penn beats Yale by 10 at the Yale bowl. I didn't see a 10 point win coming. I thought no, this would be a field goal yeah. game. Um, <laughs> The shout out to Penn. They're five and one. The you know to come into the Yale Bowl in New Haven, getting that dub, um, holding Yale's offense. Let's we should talk about this. Like they did a great job against Yale's offense because Yale's offense was pretty prolific over the years here. Hundred just 121 yards passing. If anything, Yale had more success on the ground, which you know they don't try to be a ground team. Essentially, they had 124 on the ground, but meanwhile, Penn threw for 364. Whew. <laughs> Getting it done are the Quakers. Um, those were a couple shockers to me, but uh, I want to give a special fuck you to uh, to ESPN Plus, which normally I appreciate how they have all these FCS games, but to me the game of the week was Furman and Western Carolina, and I went to put this game on, and they had technical difficulties for the entire game. I didn't see one fucking play of this game. Furman does win 29, 17. I know Western Carolina star running back did not play, um, but I can't even give an analysis on it because you know, I, I didn't watch a fucking play of it. So Furman 29, Western Carolina, 17. Uh, now it looks like, looks like the SoCon is in the hands of Furman. 
because Furman now has a four and record in conference. If anything, Chattanooga is in second place at five and one, even though Western Carolina has the tiebreaker with them, but Western Carolina is only three and one. They, they haven't played as many games. So it's a, it's a brand new, uh, you know, let me see Furman's remaining schedule because they're six and one. Few weeks, few weeks. They got to go to Chattanooga. That's the one because everyone else sucks that they play. ETSU, VMI at Wofford. So November fourth at Chattanooga is going to be that game. Still, I mean, I I was a bit shocked by the outcome. I know Western Carolina had some key players out, but I don't care. I mean, the the yardage was really impressive. I mean, Furman rushed for three hundred thirty-four yards. I'm sorry, you're not going to win a lot of football games. If you give up 334 yards on the ground. And look, we know, shout out to Weehawk. I am a Catamount fan. That is my team. But damn it, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta step it up against the run a little bit better than that. What'd, what'd you make of this one, man? Yeah, first off, Ryan Hasty, you are right. The Weehawk minute is still the best. This is the first one that's kind of sad for the year, a little upset about it. Um, you know, it's still, it was, you know, nobody got to watch it, so who knows? But it seemed like it was still a pretty good game coming down to the wire and uh, Furman. Furman ended up doing what a team with that many returning starters should do. Um, you know, there was something, it's not necessarily about this game, but I was very curious after seeing ECU fall to Biff Pogey this past weekend. Kerwin Bell, what does that name do for you? For, oh, uh, it does a lot. <laughs> it does a lot. All right. And I, like, I know Rich Rod has been at the hop, the, the top of my hype train as East Carolina's next head coach. But I would be, I would certainly call Kerwin Bell. Uh, but here's another thing: Appalachian State might be calling too, and that's right down mm. the road. So, um, I don't know. I, I, but yes, I would love that. Obviously, former uh, former NFL and CFL quarterback Kerwin Bell. Um, that was shocking. Also, my Georgetown Hoyas at home at Cooper Field. Colgate. Gets a double digit win. I can't figure out this Georgetown team. Just when I start to buy in, being like, this team is 100% legit, the fucking toothpaste comes down there and beats them. And really, it's kind of crazy because the yard, every stat is in Georgetown's favor. Like Georgetown probably, they had, Georgetown had uh, 443 yards of offense. Colgate had 138 yards of offense. I mean, sorry, 238 yards of offense. So, Georgetown doubled them up essentially in yardage, but you can't throw three interceptions. You know what I mean? Like that will kill you. And uh, that's really kind of told the story of the game. I feel like if they play again, I might take Georgetown. You just got to protect the football a little bit better. What'd you make of this one? Yeah. Colgate. uh, Very interesting. They scored what? uh, 32 points through the first four games of the season, basically got waxed by everybody, but Maybe that was a competition thing. They started off, they played Syracuse, Villanova, Penn, and then yeah. Holy Cross. That's now true. They've won, That's true. They've won three straight. So yeah. this could be a little bit of a situation where maybe Colgate was a little bit better than we thought, and Georgetown still just hard as hell to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was a shocker. I'll jump down to the next one. That was a clear shocker to me. Towson 34, William and Mary 24. Now we took Towson in the points. I did not foresee a double digit win in Williamsburg uh, at Cary field there. Shout out to the Towson Tigers. It was a big weekend for the Tigers between Princeton and Towson. That's a huge win. And William and Mary, I mean, this is turning into a disaster season for them. Now what'd you make of this one? 
Yeah, the CAA is just uh, all over the place so far this year. It's it's getting really, really interesting. Uh, William and Mary, yeah, like you said, not so surprised they covered. But, I mean, now you're talking about a Towson team that's taken down New Hampshire and William and Mary, both on the road, yeah. won those games outright. Yeah. And, and this team's three and four. So what the hell's going on? I can't quite figure it out. But William and Mary, has uh, they have offensive troubles, man. They're offensively challenged. So. Uh, good win for Towson. William and Mary's. I don't know if they're a playoff team the way they look. Man. Yeah, I'm telling you, there were shocking outcomes left and right, man. Idaho State. Just what I'm about. <laughs> we're about. We buy yeah. into Portland State is like, oh damn, dude, they can make the FCS playoffs. No, Idaho State. Cody Hawkins. You want to talk about Coach of the Year? <laughs> yes. I mean, <laughs> they won by 14 at Portland State. Figure that one out. Figure that one out. Portland State have been scoring like 80 points on every team. Unbelievable win by the Bengals. Shout out to and this program was asked the past few years. Cody Hawkins, year one, son of Dan Hawkins, doing a damn good job. 38 24. Um, really just beat their ass, man. Just beat their ass. It's the best way to, to say it. Like, what do you make of that one? Yeah, man. Uh, Cody and Cody Hawk got this team playing ball. I'm, I'm really impressed. I remember uh, I, had a, I had a friend that was a diehard Buffs fan growing up and, uh, he loved Dan Hawkins until it came time for Cody to, to be QB one and kind of wrecked the ship and he, he hated Dan Hawkins and, you know, always said that was going to be the end of him. And now it looks like Cody might be the better coach than old dad. So maybe Cody wouldn't have played himself at Colorado. Oh, oh, look yeah. at that. Getting stirred. There yeah, get, getting a coffee, getting a <laughs> coffee from this guy. He's, he's opening random doors. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, dude, the outcomes. How about this one? Northern Iowa twenty-seven, North Dakota zero. <laughs> I'm talking each game. I was like, "What? What the fuck is going on here?" Uh, I mean, look, I I expected it was a get-right spot for Northern, like a good time for Northern Iowa to get North Dakota. I didn't think it was going to be twenty-seven nothing. <laughs> Man, I, I there's these spots that happen, and we talk about it all the time. If you're a gambler, you know the spots to look for. What I don't understand is how people like us sit here and you know, like North Dakota going on the road to play Northern Iowa, coming off the win over North Dakota State. Like, how is are you not telling your players all week? Like, do not be out there chasing ass, do not be partying. You got a <laughs> game next week, you gotta focus. Cause it just happens again and again and again. And honestly, I'm disappointed in the you know, I tried to I tried to back them. I even picked them. We, I think we picked it at minus one, and I took North Dakota to get it done. And uh, they fall here in a classic trap spot after after a big win. So uh, disappointing to me, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Now the only good news is is I did hit the Eastern Washington Eagles against Weber State minus five. We got it done. The Eagles are flying high. Let's go. Weber State moves to three and five. What is happening? Oof. Um. Yeah, I guess we can go chronologically on the rest of the games now. Central Connecticut State 17, Wagner 3. I did lock up Wagner. I did lose a bunch of money. I, what? What the fuck happened here? I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. I just don't understand. Wagner was at home, right? They're at home. They have a former FBS quarterback. What in the hell happened? 17-3 dominating performance by the Blue Devils. 
<laughs> I'm shocked. What do you make of this one? Yeah, Wagner's, uh, they got us all excited, thought maybe they were turning things around. And then the last three games, listen to this 52 to 3 from Rutgers, 31 to 7 for St. Francis, and then now <laughs> 17 to 3 against Central Connecticut State. I think the uh, dream season may be coming to a crashing halt here, offensively challenged as well. Disappointing. <laughs> then you got, the, I mean, dude, they, this this weekend was batshit crazy. All right. The fucking sharks of Long Island, Long Island put up zero against Merrimack. What the fuck is happening? The fucking sharks decided not to show up. They were three point favorites. They lost by 39, 39, nothing. The fucking sharks who had shown signs of life, 48 yards passing, just 83 yards rushing. <laughs> I mean, dude, if someone had this on the board, good. Like I think we took Merrimack, but yeah, we we double lock we double locked uh, eight eight and a half is when we picked it. Poof. So we were getting eight and a half points. I think we uh we we never really had to sweat this one. Yeah, uh, this is one that did help me recover a little bit of my losses from FCS football this weekend. So I did bet this personally myself. Uh, Merrimack's they're finding their stride, man. They're they're a player. So that's what I was talking about. I'm interested to see where they end up if 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 they're going somewhere else. So. Um, this was a big game. I felt like in long Island, they really, they really shit the bed, man. I think uh season's looking a little bleak for them at this point. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. I don't know what is happening, but South Carolina state buddy pew. He says, yeah, give me time. I'm going to go up there to Delaware and beat their ass 35, seven nice win as they move to three and four on the season. Still could have a winning season in buddy pew's final season. Shout out to the bulldogs. What'd you make of that one? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I laid the 14 and a half when I picked it. I thought maybe they're they're finding their stride a little bit, I guess. But the, I mean, you know, big win here. Next two uh games they got coming up, they got NC Central and then uh Howard, which NC Central obviously clearly the favorite in the conference. Howard, I don't know what the hell's going on with that team. They have not impressed me. So getting them at home, that could be a really interesting uh, that game. That central game is Thursday. Thursday night, mm-hmm. folks. You got a, a good one. Uh Norfolk State Howard was dude. So I uh I don't know how the fuck Howard won this game. I changed the channel <laughs> thinking this at 17-3 at halftime, and then I think after the third it was 17 to 6. I was like, uh, Norfolk's been dominating this game. I'm changing it. I changed it over to a different game. Kind of forgot about it. Then I saw the score. Howard scores 15 in the fourth. Gets the dub 27-23. I know we're questioning the bison, but they, they got it done. They just didn't cover. They got it done though. What'd and, you make and I will say Norfolk's been, uh, they've been a lot scrappier than I think we anticipated. So that's, that's not a bad football team there. I mean, what didn't they, they beat Towson, didn't they? Or yeah, they beat Towson yeah. Yeah. who was beating William and Mary in New Hampshire. So this team's not all that bad, honestly. <laughs> um, it's just Howard. I've been expecting a lot more from them and they haven't shown it. So very interested to see where the MEAC goes, but I, I feel like it's pretty clear that NC Central's in the driver's seat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did hit this one, or at least I did. I, I think I think you followed me. The Butler Bulldogs. You didn't take. You actually took Dayton. Now that I think about it, didn't you? No, no, no I took Butler, but I didn't lock it up with. Oh, uh, okay, all. okay. Butler thirty-seven, Dayton ten. Butler's not going to win this conference championship because uh, Davidson's going to run away with it. But I would love to see them play Davidson again because. Uh, I think Butler probably is the best football team. I don't know. Dominating performance on the road against the Flyers, um, and then uh, this was an easy play, right? 
the Richmond Spiders minus the points as they win by 23 against North Carolina A and T in Greenville, North Car or in Greensboro, North Carolina. Dominating performance, and then we were on this one. Chattanooga beat the piss out of East Tennessee State, 34-3. Chattanooga is a very good team. Chattanooga, see, you, we're probably going to end up with a three-way tie. Watch Chattanooga is going to beat Furman in Chattanooga. Western Carolina will have the tiebreaker on Chattanooga, providing they don't fuck up down the stretch. Chattanooga will have the tiebreaker on Furman. Furman will have the tiebreaker on Western Carolina. Then you figure it out. I don't. I don't even know what the equation is to get into the FCS playoffs then. Or get the the you know the auto bid. Um, I actually tend to think. I tend to think Chattanooga is like a top fifteen team in the country, maybe even top ten. You? Yeah, I think so too. Uh, this this really impressed me. I mean, I know ETSU's kind of sucked, but you know this is this is you got a little battle going on, you know, in state. So it's very very interesting to me to see them come out there and wax them like that, get back on the right track. So. Uh, yeah, SoCon, very, very interesting. Did not really see it playing out this way, especially with uh, Samford not really being in that mix that we're talking about. So yeah, pretty crazy. And and another thing, just going bouncing back to Butler real quick, they got a game against Drake at the end of the year, and Drake actually they don't play Davidson at all. So Drake's actually in this mix, and they're definitely in this mix, man. <laughs> Huge win at San Diego. Drake goes down there, gets it done. I thought it was a bad spot for the Bulldogs going cross country to take on the Toreros. Mm -hmm. Drake, I'm buying in. Let's get Drake back. Back people back in the '80s, I think '70s and '80s. Drake used to be a fucking force. I would mm -hmm. love to see them get this program back to where it should be. Um, Folks, before we get to the next game, I want to tell you that the college football experience, the FCS college football experience is brought to you by hall of fame bets. Yes. Uh, look, win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with uh, hall of fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines research, every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays, download the hall of fame bets app or visit H O F bets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with hall of fame bets. All right, we're back. Uh, the shockers kept cut. Well, no, I mean, this one was not a shocker, but it was the score was a shocker. St. Thomas 38 Stetson six here. I thought Stetson could give them a game. What? I'm having a hard time understanding this season. Uh, uh, St. Thomas was favored, but I mean, shit, I didn't think 38 to six <laughs> dominating performance. They had 378 yards on the ground on the road in Florida. Whew. What do you make of this one? Yeah, I think uh, both of us were really falling off the St. Thomas train. So seeing them <laughs> go on the road and get something done like that. Where was know, this Stetson, all year? Yeah. That's the team we've expected. Yeah. So very interesting. Uh, that's maybe, maybe more of a statement about where they're at as a program uh, than where St. Thomas is. <laughs> well, and then the Brown bears, Jamison Wang can, can someone make sense of this Cornell team to me? Because I mean, they barely beat Lehigh week one. Lehigh had not been good this year. The next week they beat Yale at Yale. We're like, Oh, okay. Cornell. Then they lose by double digits to a questionable Colgate team. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know what? That was probably just a flash in the pan. Give me the points against Harvard. No, Harvard destroys them. But then I'm like, wait a second. Harvard's just really good. They got to Prima. Everyone, everyone's really good. They're going to fuck up Bucknell. No Bucknell beats them. 
So now I'm like, I'm out on Cornell. Something ain't right. And what do they do? They beat Brown, who has looked really good. I, I, you figure this out. You figure this out. I consider myself a good handicapper. It, it the FCS has been a little drunk lately. I'd say like the past two two three weeks, the FCS has been very very interesting as far as uh, just wild outcomes. What'd you make of this game? Man, one of the things that surprised me the most, I actually did take Cornell here. I I, I did not see them blowing them out. Honestly, I thought it was going to be a close game, but uh, you know, similar talent is what I really thought is they're kind of, you know, even though Cornell was falling off, I thought, thought still, you know, they would probably actually have the better roster, but uh, what I'm really impressed about is, is Jamison Wang goes out there and throws for three thirty and two TDs and didn't really do it on the ground, which is normally he's a dual threat kind of runs almost equal amount as his passing. So what the hell's going on out here, man? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, yeah, I mean, okay. South Dakota holds Indiana state to just three points, 17, three. Okay. That's kind of how I kind of thought it'd be like 21, three, something like that. 24, seven. I don't know that went, but then we had the NEC battle and this is going to make it super interesting. So folks, if you are not paying attention, you know, the NEC gets an auto bid to the FCS playoffs. And we had a big game because Duquesne and St. Francis, the top two teams in the conference were going at each other. Last week, the last the top two teams. Now they're not. But uh, Duquesne wins thirty eight thirty five. But Stephen uh, Stephen Fuston Saint Saint Francis. Oh, so at halftime, I'm watching this game. NEC app. Duquesne was up thirty one to seven, and you're like, oh, I'm, I can turn this one off. And then you know I start watching your other games, and then all of a sudden you do a quick score check, and you realize. <laughs> That St. Francis scored 28 unanswered. And then you're like, fuck, Duquesne barely wins this thing. Uh, that's a huge win for Duquesne because, I mean, you got to kind of think now. They still have the game against Merrimack, final game of the season. I believe Merrimack's eligible this year. I think this is their first year eligible. It's either their sure. first year eligible or their last year or ineligible. So, um, Something to monitor there, but that's a huge win against the Red Flash. Uh, at, at, what'd you make of this one? Yeah, I mean, wild one. I thought this. Uh, yeah, this was a game I had stopped paying attention to as well, and all of a sudden, look later, and I'm like, whoa, how that game gets so close? Uh, Cole Doyle kind of let him back for St. Francis, so Cole Doyle rules. Let's go. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I like I that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Duquesne, though, yeah, I mean, it's going to come down. I think Mary. I'm pretty sure if I remember right, Mary Mac is eligible this season. I, think. I thought and they then, were. I thought they were. This is their first year, I think. I think so, and yeah. they get Duquesne at home to end the season. So, I mean, you know, we already see where these conference matter conference races are heading, and and it's exciting, man. It's pretty yeah. awesome. So then you have Bucknell, right? Who for the first half kept it close with JMU, who uh, beat VMI, who beat uh, then they beat Cornell a week ago. You thought, hey, this Bucknell team's really improving. <laughs> now Lehigh beats them by nine. Lehigh had just one win before that. I uh, am shocked once again. I mean, Lehigh was the better, more physical football team. I didn't see this one coming. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, no, I, I didn't. Especially, I mean, it was it was twenty to three at halftime, and I just gave up on this game too because you know I've been supporting my Bison this year. I thought they were they were turning a corner, and it looks like uh, they're going right back down the shit scale. So, uh, you know, whatever, good win for Lehigh, I guess. <laughs> 
Uh, Valpo covered against Davidson. Davidson won 42 21. Valpo did get the cover. Your Skyhawks of Stonehill got the dub in overtime. <laughs> Sacred Heart is, is, you're making bold football moves. You're one and seven. You're just saying, no, we're out of the NEC. Who the fuck? If I'm the president of the, if I'm the commissioner of the NEC, I'm like, what are you doing? You're one and seven. What the fuck are you doing? Um, I know they've had FCS playoff runs, but uh, how about this one? Presbyterian. I got cute. I got cute with Presbyterian Marist wins 19, 10 at Presbyterian big win for the red foxes. Fucking Dartmouth. I was on this one. I was on this one. Dartmouth beats Columbia 20 to nine. Finally, a couple that I got right. Um, well, no, not Presbyterian, but as far as uh, St- Stonehill and Dartmouth, Northeast football, I'm starting to get okay. Uh, I, I, one of the big ones that I was able to, to, uh, to, to forecast as far as Samford winning, they did not cover. <laughs> they did not cover like I thought they would. VMI, uh, San- Samford beats VMI, but VMI covers. And then let's talk about the team that maybe no one's talking about that everyone should be talking about is the Delaware Blue Hens. You know, everyone's talking. I feel like everyone's talking South Dakota or South Dakota State or Montana State. Maybe they're even talking some, you know, some of the other schools uh, that have been factors in, in the past, the Salukis and stuff, and Mon- the Grizz. Delaware just quietly beating the shit out of everybody. Forty-seven to three in uh, in Hampton, Virginia. There at Armstrong Stadium, dominating performance by the Blue Hens. Is Delaware potentially the biggest threat to South Dakota State? I think definitely. I mean, I think you look at the CAA and you say they're, they're for sure in the driver's seat of that conference. And then now you're, you're looking at the rest of the schedule. And I mean, they get Elon at home, they get uh, Villanova at home. So both of those spots good. I would say uh, watch out Towson. Uh, you know, they're coming in, yeah. they're coming out to, to Towson, Maryland to play, you know, coming up this week. So, Hey, they've been uh, kind of a giant slayer, but right now I think Delaware, uh, when you're not looking at the main teams that you just mentioned, they gotta be one. Cause they're, they're blowing teams out. They're, they're fucking teams up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan in the chat saying Delaware's winning an FCS natty this year. Um, Elon 28 Monmouth 26. Monmouth was favorite. That's a nice win for Elon as they moved to four and four. I feel like Elon's better than four and four, but um, maybe down the stretch. No, they got to go to Delaware and Richmond. I don't know. I don't and know. Speaking of speaking of being drunk, my, my book, I got Elon plus seven and a half in that game. Somehow I had no idea how, so I definitely cashed on that one. Thank you. Thank you to my book yeah. for that stupid line. Fantastic. <laughs> I told you guys that the numbers are always crazy. They're always crazy. Um, Illinois State covered against Youngstown. Youngstown won 41 38. Big fourth quarter by the Penguins. Uh, Youngstown did not cover the eight, but uh, hey, down the stretch here. Hear me out here. You're. Four and three. You got Missouri State coming into the ice box, the ice chest, um, this Saturday. Should be five wins there. Then you're at Indiana State, should be six. And then there's the game that you need. Home against South Dakota State. You win that game. 
you're going to be in the FCS playoffs because you have Murray State after that. The schedule works if you can beat South Dakota State, which is a big if. Obviously, they won the national championship last year. Could be a special season for the Penguins, though, man. Listen, listen to this stretch for South Dakota State too. So this week got, they got coming up. They got South Dakota. Then they have the battle against North Dakota State, and then they're going to be playing the Penguins. So fantastic! I mean, that's a fantastic good spot. <laughs> there you go. Fantastic spot. Let's go. Um, big win there against Illinois State for the Penguins. Um, UT Martin cruised against Charleston Southern, seventeen nothing. Eastern Illinois keeping their their postseason hopes alive. 25, 24 win against Bryant, the Bulldogs. Uh, they did not cover for us, but a win is a win is a win as they move to five and three. Now they need, they need a little love here. They need, unfortunately, I don't think UT Martin is going to be losing. Like UT Martin is still six and one with their loan loss being Georgia. Right? Mm-hmm. I know it wasn't super pretty UT Martin beating Charleston Southern 17, nothing, but they still hear me out here. They still have at Gardner Webb this upcoming week, which is losable. Then at Tennessee Tech, I think they'll probably beat Tennessee Tech. But then the home game against Semo, they could lose both of those. And uh, I think though, I think EIU because at the Samford game, the end of the season's a non-con game. So EIU, wait, are they cooked? I think they might be cooked actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they lost to Semo. Yeah, I think they would need UT Martin to lose out. Which is certainly still possible, but I don't think it's likely. Keeping their hopes alive, though, with with a nice win. Uh, well, I, against- I like too. I, I think they had, you know, this was definitely a little. That's why I took Charleston Southern with the points. I thought, hey, a little look ahead spot. They got Gardner Webb on deck. Yeah. Gardner Webb. They didn't have that luxury. They played EKU last week in, in a tight one that I'm sure we'll talk about soon here. So uh, I like UT Martin in, in in this position that they're in to play Gardner Webb, and then I think. Uh, you know, that SIBO game might come down to the wire for, you know, determining a lot of things in that conference. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Ron in the chat saying the Bobcats are going to ragdoll Idaho. Let's go Montana state Bobcats in a big one coming up this weekend. Uh, but right. Ryan Hasty says the big sky is such a powerhouse conference. They are, they are, they're certainly a, a, Great conference. Missouri State beats uh, Murray State 28-24. Um Tennessee State, Eddie George, 54, Lincoln, California, nothing. Lincoln, California just just stays on the road like the Rolling Stones, but getting their ass kicked. At least the Rolling Stones got that love and appreciation. All right. That satisfaction, dare I say. Um Alcorn State, we hit this one. Alcorn State 31, Pine Bluff 7. Easy play. We're going to talk Montana State in a second, Ron. Um, nice win, though, for the Braves. Uh, Jackson State 21, Mississippi Valley State 6. What the hell is this, man? <laughs> we took we took Jackson State. They, how, how do they keep that within two scores? How? I don't understand I the sport. <laughs> The Delta Devils are catching fire, man. <laughs> Coming off that big win against uh, what the uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. No, I don't know. I think uh, Jackson State. I'm trying to pull up who they got on deck. Nope, it's Arkansas Pine Bluff. So definitely not a look ahead. I just don't think uh, maybe that team's as good as we thought they were going to be this year. So uh, TC Huntley maybe going to take a little bit of uh, time to get the, the ship on the right track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
How about this one? Big Poff. We were all over Big Poff and the Great Danes, all right? Danes up. That's what I'm calling it. Danes up. Those ears are up. Thirty-five ten, Rhode Island. What the fuck has happened to Rhode Island lately? Four and four now. Disaster of a season. Now they got New Hampshire on deck before a trip to A and T, and then at Towson. Watch out. I don't know. I just think uh, Poff, dude. I think Albany should be an FCS playoff team. I actually think Albany, short of Delaware, from an eye test point of view, Albany to me the second best team in the CAA. Maybe you can talk me into Nova. But I think those three should be in the FCS playoffs if the season ended today. Uh, what do you make of that win there for the Great Danes? As as Big Poff, man, Big Poff did what? He threw for three twenty four, four touchdowns, getting it done. I, I want to see, I want to see Big Papa Poff get a chance in the in the playoff. Really, I want to see what this dude can do because he's exciting, and I want more eyes on him because uh, I don't think people know what he's bringing to the table, uh, Rhode Island, definitely disappointing with the direction that they're going. Maybe it's time to kind of steer away from that ship because things are going down, but you look at Albany, I think they got actually a kind of a tricky game against Maine who sucks, but they've been pretty chippy. Yeah. But, uh, you look at the rest of Albany's schedule. You got Maine and Stony Brook. Those are your two road games. Albany, clearly the better team in both of those, but then you get William and Mary and Monmouth both at home for Albany. So this is a team that really honestly controls their own destiny from here on out, I think. And and they're a player in this conference. I mean, what do they have? One conference loss? Delaware slips up and, and you never know. So I, I, hey, man, they're in the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Ron's in the chats. <laughs> Jackson State had 77 hung on them. It was against an <laughs> FBS, but still. And it could have been that it was gonna be 84. They got a holding called back late. I was watching that game. Uh, as Jackson State has been hard to get a read on. Shout out to Jong, long time, long time friend. Jong says uh, this is the best college football show. Period. And he also says fading Hampton, fading Hampton is a fu- is a fucking cash cow. Uh, shout out to that. Shout shout out to that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of parody this year. I know Ron's talking about it in the chat right now. Uh, North Dakota State, they made a statement. 52, the Leatherneck seven. Western Illinois just can't wait to get out of the Missouri Valley as uh, they just get their ass kicked every week. Uh, is North Dakota State back in serious contenders? Mike. Uh, man, I, 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 I mean, you know, I think they're going to be a playoff team and all that. But as far as serious contenders, I don't think this is their year. I mean, good for you. You go out and, and whip up on the Leathernecks, but everybody's doing that. You're not special, so I, I don't think this team has that edge this year, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them fall earlier in the playoffs than most people would expect. Yeah, yeah. New Hampshire, the Wildcats, forty-five. Stony Brook, fourteen. I'll play a little Wildcat too for the people out there. Cats. Wildcats. Um. Yeah, New Hampshire, another underrated CAA team, perhaps that could find themselves on the inside. Um, Ron asks a good question: If North Dakota State beats South Dakota State in the in the Dakota Marker game, that changes everything. Then that changes everything. Then yeah, I mean, I would be shocked, but that would change everything. Um, Wofford seventeen, Mercer thirty one. Uh, I, I you know I took Wofford here. I took the twenty. <laughs> I took the 20 and I needed uh, by the way this was a this was a tight game for a long way it was. a long fucking way uh but Mercer gets it done 
Uh, Campbell 34, Maine 28. Campbell's now f- what, four and three? They're, you know, they're probably better than some of these teams that we're talking about in the CAA. <laughs> when you consider like Campbell's loss was like a four point loss to Elon, a one point loss to North Carolina Central, I feel like they're better than their record. Mm-hmm. Like Minter and the Camels. Um, what else do we got here, folks? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Nichols 27, Texas AM Commerce 7. I was dumb. I was dumb. I think you were on the right side of that one. No, I think you picked Nichols too, didn't you? Or did you take Commerce? I, I think I took Commerce. Nichols. I think I took Commerce. I mean, I didn't bet it, but I'm saying I think I took Commerce. Um, Southern 28, Bethune Cookman 18. What in the fuck? These they call off the dog. Southern actually, the like the closing line was Southern by minus eight, so it's still cashed. But uh, I thought it'd be a little bit more of an ass whooping. Had this game on the screen here, Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin. It's a fun little rivalry game. Uh, Christian wins by seven. Um, they move to four and three. Stephen F. Austin's been a disappointment this year, despite you know opening up. I think it was at Troy and looking pretty good as Abilene Christian. Uh, and let's let's talk a little bit about the UAC because um, it's a fun conference. It's a brand new conference. The uh, Oliver Luck is the commissioner and. Uh, so right now, Central Arkansas is three and zero. Austin P is two and zero. Eastern Kentucky is two and zero. Abilene Christian now two and one. So very much alive. Heartbreaking losses um, this week. If you're a Utah Tech fan, they were one and zero. They lose by one at North Alabama, thirty-one thirty. North Alabama was a four-point favorite, so we got the cover with the Thunderbirds. Um, insane, insane though, because now North Alabama gets their first win. They're one and three, so they're pretty much cooked. But uh, you that 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 loss could mean something for the Trailblazers. Then you have Southern Utah, who we were high on, one and two in the conference now because Southern Utah lost in overtime to Austin P forty eight forty five in a, just a, a crazy game. There was a hail mary. I mean, there was it was just a crazy fucking game. Uh, are you where are you at with the UAC? Is this just Central Arkansas or who do you think is the best team? I kind of think EKU is a little bit of fool's gold. I kind of think it's it's Austin P or Arkansas, Central Arkansas, but I, I'm disappointed with my Thunderbirds. They keep, they got to learn how to win these close games, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ryan in the chat, Dixie State would have won outright. Yeah, that got me a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I, I mean I'm still on Central Arkansas. I've been I've been pretty uh, boisterous about them all season so far. So that's that's where I'm sitting. And and if you look at that, that's another conference that you can kind of see see the route we're going Austin P and in, in central Arkansas, they play uh, at, at Austin P at the end of the season. So I think it's all going to really come down to that. I think those two teams clearly look kind of the best right now. So um, let's go bears <laughs> and, and Gardner Webb just beat Eastern Kentucky. That, that's not a conference game. So Gardner Webb of the, uh, the big mm-hmm. South and Ohio Valley uh, 35 Eastern Kentucky 32. That was a shocking outcome too. EKU. It looked like they were riding the ship. But uh, hey, Gardner Webb is gonna be a tough out. I think Gardner Webb's like the best three and four team in the country, if that if there's such <laughs> yeah. a thing. Um, anyway, what else do we got? Tarleton forty two, Morehead State zero. That was that was shocking, sort of. Um, Florida A and M thirty one, Texas Southern twenty one. That's what I mean. These like swack schools. Whenever it's a big number, they can't cover it. You know what I mean? Like I feel like 
you t- oh you should we should always take the points in these uh, anything over ten points you take in the swag now new rule I, I saw too Willie Simmons came out and he said uh he was he was glad actually to see his team trailing at the half you know and and I kind of get where he's coming from on that uh, FAMU's team that is kind of notorious for shooting them themselves in the foot no matter how good they're looking they usually trip themselves up so to see them you know trailing at half on the road come out and put up twenty one points in the third quarter. And kind of take control of the game back. I think uh, even though they didn't cover for us, I think that's a big win for them. And I think coach is right on the money that they, they kind of needed a game like that. Yeah. And uh, dude, this game was wild. McNeese and incarnate word <laughs> dude. McNeese was up 17 at halftime. They're mm-hmm. up 24 to seven at halftime. I I was like, oh damn, this is a, this is, they're going to beat I dub. I dub scores 28 unanswered to win. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I dubbed fucking around almost took an L, yeah. but they get out, much. Find out too. Cause yeah. next week they go on the road for the second week in a row and they got my Lamar Cardinals. Oh, <laughs> so let's oh. go. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> that would be a great story. That would be a very good story. Um, Cal poly. How about Cal poly 24 Northern Colorado, 17 Cal poly moves to three and five. It's been a you know what? Uh, considering they've gotten their ass whooped a couple times, this is a step in the right direction, I believe, for uh, Paul Wolf there. Um, nice win for the Mustangs, and then let's talk about this one a lot because we did cash this one. We did cash this one. Uh, well, if you took the ten and a half, I feel sorry for you. Montana State forty-two, Sacramento State thirty. Uh, this was on ESPN too. It was a great game. Good game to watch. Montana state's just a fucking they're They're legit, man. They were down early. They rally uh, and kind of put it on them in the second half. Um, Sac state falls the five and two Montana state. I still think, you know, Montana state. I know we said Delaware would be the team most likely to beat uh, South Dakota state. I actually think it's Montana state first. Then Delaware would probably be second huge win for the Bobcats as they continue to just be a complete, complete, you know, like take away that South Dakota state game, which they almost won. They almost, I mean, that game was insane. Folks didn't catch the ending of that one, but with Sean and it's been with, with whatever, whether it's chambers, whether it's Malat at the quarterback spot, um, it's, I mean, I know it's chambers thing. It seems like now with him k- kind of killing it, the former Wyoming cowboy quarterback, but Montana state, you know, uh, we alluded to this a little bit. They're heading to the uh, the filthy, filthy Kibbe Dome in Moscow, Idaho, to take on the Vandals this weekend in an awesome matchup. Uh, what'd you make of the Sac State game, and uh, what do you think about this Bobcat team? Yeah, I mean this team, this team's definitely a threat. I mean, we already saw them, you know, play South Dakota State really tight, like you said. So we know this team's for real. And uh, I mean, this was you know Sac State. Yeah, they lost some pieces. They lost their coach in the offseason. Um, but they've been, they've been feisty this year. So it's good. I mean, this is a team that went to Palo Alto and beat Stanford. So, um, you know, they're a good team. So to get that win by 12 on the road, that's good. Now I'm very interested to see what happens with, uh, you got to travel second week in a row on the, on the road. You got to go to Idaho next and that's a good football team. So, um, I'm still not sure that this, this big sky race is going to boil down to the brawl of the wild. I think there's still there's still other players out there involved in this. This is fun conference, man. Yeah. And shout out to Ron in the chat who reminds us that Sac state was 24 and one in their last 25 regular season games. Great win for the Bobcats. Truly 
especially when you think about that stat, you're right. I know Troy Taylor's gone, but that's a very good stat. That's a very good stat right there. Uh, look, that's our, we got, I know we got to give away some game balls, but I want to hit this Thursday. We have the fucking long Island shocks. Take it on central Connecticut state. We also have buddy Pew, South Carolina state heading to, to uh, Durham to take on North Carolina central. I'm excited to watch that one. And then Friday Brown Penn could be interesting knowing how the Ivy's gone this year. We think we have Penn figured out to be the best team in the Ivy watch Brown win by six touchdowns. Um, <laughs> Couple other big ones this week. Uh, Holy Cross is at Fordham. I think that's dangerous game for for the Crusaders. You know they got to take care of business if they uh, if if uh, you know they want to get back into this mix and get the auto bid because the only way they're going to get there is with the auto bid. Meanwhile, Lafayette's at Georgetown. Can the Hoyas pull an upset? Two huge Patriot League games this weekend. Um, a couple other matchups that I have highlighted as as. Intriguing. You do have Merrimack taking on St. Francis. Merrimack thinking they could maybe make their first uh, FCS playoff run. Uh, St. Francis could derail that with a loss here. Uh, Princeton Cornell. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? Both teams with the same record in conference. Princeton still at the top currently in the Ivy. New Hampshire, Rhode Island. New Hampshire. This is an opportunity for Rhode Island to get a nice fuck you moment. Their season's kind of cooked, I feel like. Unless they maybe win out, I don't think they're going to make the FCS playoffs. Here's a moment, though. You beat New Hampshire, and you know maybe maybe you can turn this thing around. Um, you touched on Albany at Maine. For some reason, that does feel a little I- intriguing. We're going to talk about all these on Thursday. One of the biggest games of the weekend is South Dakota State in-state battle traveling to the C- D- Dakota Dome there in Vermilion. Uh, last season, South Dakota State and Brookings won 28 20, or tw- I'm sorry, 28 to 3 in a dominating performance. South, remember the Coyotes, their only loss is at Mizzou, and Mizzou's what, 7 and 1 uh, over there in the SEC, in the FBS. So that game's super intriguing uh, this upcoming week. Uh, a few other big time ones. Uh, obviously, we alluded to the Montana State at Idaho game. Big time game there. I can't wait to watch that one. Remember, last time we, I mean, Idaho. What happened against my against Montana? Kind of shit the bed at home. The, the Montana sweep might happen there at, at the Kibbe Dome. I'm excited for Abilene Christian Southern Utah. I think that could be an interesting one. Uh, that could still get you know so, some teams right back on the right track. Uh, fucking Dartmouth taking on Harvard. These Ivy League matchups are all, all exciting. But I'd say those are kind of the big ones. Eastern Kentucky traveling to, to uh, Dixie State, aka Utah Tech. Intriguing Tarleton at Central Arkansas. We're gonna have it all covered this Thursday, five o'clock Pacific. Or actually, four o'clock Pacific. I'm sorry, four o'clock Pacific. Uh, let's look, give that a little game balls. Three game balls each. I'll let you lead the way, Mike. What are you doing here for your top game ball from Week Eight? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna start off with uh, somebody maybe a little bottom feeder, but I, I just like what's going on with the program. Cody Hawkins last four weeks in a row. I mean, they beat Northern Colorado. They played Montana, the Grizz, second in Big Sky right now. Played them to within eight points. Then they beat E-Dub, and now they beat Portland State on the road. I think that's worthy of a game ball getting this one done in a pretty dominant fashion, honestly. So let's go Idaho State. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think they're well-deserving of a game ball. Jong in the chat says, has Holy Cross lost its luster? Uh, They're certainly being tested. I'll put it like this. You know, I thought they should have beat Boston College week two. If they get through this game here, 
against Fordham, which last year was a fucking wild game. Maybe I could buy into it that they could still get back there, but they're going to need, they're going to need Lafayette to fall along the way. So I think if you're a Holy cross fan, you love the Georgetown Hoyas this weekend. Um, my first game ball. Let's keep it in the Patriot league. I'll stay right there. Lafayette, the leopards. This has been an unbelievable start to your season. Uh, no one. I mean, look, we thought you might be improved. I didn't, none of us, I think had us uh, the leopards at this point with Dean Denobile or Denoble at the quarterback spot. I'm just impressed by this team. They're a fun watch. If you get a chance, check them out. The Lafayette Leopards. Uh, second game ball, Mike. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my second game ball to Big Papa Poff, uh, and I know he's a team player, and he's gonna distribute that game ball to everybody else on the Albany Great Danes. I love this team. I think uh, they hold a lot of their own destiny in their hands with the remaining schedule, and I want this team to make the playoffs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a little motivation with a game ball here. Big win, dominant fashion. Definitely. And I, I, I realized that I didn't talk much about the, uh, I didn't talk much about South Dakota state beating the Salukis. That was a nice win. 17, 10. It was really like 17, seven uh, Salukis had a late field goal in that game. So my apologies uh, for, for not diving, doing a deep dive on that game. Also SEMO did roll Tennessee tech. I didn't talk much about that one as well. Um, your game ball makes a lot of sense. My game ball, I got to, I mean, I didn't watch a lick of this game, but I think you got to give it to Furman. Everyone had been falling and tripping up to Western Carolina. Furman goes on the road, picks up a huge win there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, you know, that's, that's very worthy of the second game ball. Shout out to Ron in the chat. It says the big sky title is always decided by the brawl of the wild. One of the best rivalries at all of college football. I agree. Love the brawl of the wild. Been watching that thing for about 20 some years. Um, what's your, what's your final game ball? Yeah, my final game ball. I'm kind of between two, but I think I'm, I'm going to go with Penn going on the road to the Yale ball bowl and getting that uh, win done. And, and again, pretty dominant fashion, 10 points. I yeah. took them to cover this one. I thought it was going to be a three point game one way or the other, just like every other Ivy league game, but uh, 10 points on in, in the Yale bowl. I love it. I, I'm all about this Penn team. I'm sticking with them. Let's go. Yeah. My final game ball. Uh, look, uh, play to the room. I do stand up. I've been doing stand up a long time. You got to know to play to the room. Sometimes Ron, let's give your Montana state Bobcats a game ball. Uh, well-deserving when you be, when you go on the road to sack state, like who you said, 24 and one, their last 25 getting that dub. Now the, the scary part is when you play back to back, good teams, don't get, don't get caught loving that win. Go into the Kibby Dome and beat those guys for playing in a filthy fucking dome. All right, because you're there in Montana, you're there in Bozeman. Play outdoors. It's the way football is designed to be, damn it. So you take that Kibby Dome. Look, Kibby Dome should be a cafeteria because you guys are gonna go there and fucking eat. All right? Let's go. Let's go. All right, folks. We appreciate you tuning in. Remember, we'll be back this Thursday. Subscribe to the FCS College Football Experience. Just type in sg.pn slash FCS and boom, subscribe away. Right, and you can watch the show, youtube.com slash the college experience. Give Mike a follow at GCG underscore wins. Mike's always doing great stuff. You know, he's about there. He's out there in his power boats, picking winners, chasing waves. You know what I mean? Punching sharks. <laughs> uh, give him a follow. And uh, also give uh, us a follow at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D 
Uh, like I said, youtube.com slash the college experience. That's the hub for all of our stuff. We dropped the big sky uh, college basketball preview on the college basketball experience. Go listen to that or watch that, whatever you prefer. Uh, please, if you can hop on over to iTunes, give us five stars. And like I said, I also host the, not only the FCS college football experience, the FBS college, which is called the college experience or the college football experience. Check out that also the college baseball experience, the college basketball experience. We even have the big 12 experience. It's the big 12. Go check it out. And check out the sports gambling podcast live from Las Vegas every Friday night on Veasan, Brent Musburger's Sports Network. Uh, you get that if you get the if you have YouTube TV, you have Veasan, V S I N. Check it out every Friday. All right, uh, we'll be back later tonight. Actually, no, right after this, right after this, I'm jumping into college football FBS weekday game preview. So hop on over there, check it out. It's gonna read if you're watching on YouTube, it'll redirect you. So let's ride. All right, folks. Until next time, this is the FCS College Football Experience Week Eight Reaction Show. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run and shoot.